0: Streaming worldwide from the Plymouth Sports Network studios in Plymouth Falls, it's time for the KSN Underground Podcast with Brian Gayley. Hello, sports fans. Welcome back to the KSN Underground Podcast. I am Brian Gayley, the publisher of Klemeth Sports Network. Can you believe it? The snow, it is finally here. It has arrived as predicted. We're getting some snow here in the basin. That means we're getting snow in the mountains as well. Here at our place, we've been able to measure it in inches. I'm hoping they're measuring it in feet up in the mountains. That's going to help us all out in the long run. Here today on the show, we are going to be talking wrestling with Coach Matt Penrod from Mazama High School. We're also going to be talking girls basketball as we interview Mizama Girls basketball captain, Ella Bailey, here on the show. If this is your first episode, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Wherever you're listening, give us a like, subscribe, do all those fun things to that help us share this content and tell these stories of these kids. That way you never miss an episode. We have this available in a lot of different locations uh, on the podcast format, available from Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can watch a video feed on Facebook as well as on YouTube. As I mentioned in today's episode, we're talking bikes with Mazama Wrestling Head Coach Matt Penrod. We're going to be discussing how the team is doing so far this season. We're going to be taking a look with uh, Coach Penrod from a novice point of view about wrestling. He's going to help explain what wrestling is, how a match works, stuff like that. We're also going to be talking what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. There's a couple of huge meet, one in Reno and another this weekend in Grants Pass. For the Gaucho Collective featured interview, we're talking with uh, Ella Bailey, captain of Mazama High School girls basketball team. She also plays on the volleyball team. She was part of that conference championship Mazama volleyball team. And as well, she plays softball in the spring. She does a lot of stuff. We chat about her current basketball career, how she got started, where she is now, and where she's planning to go. Last week, we launched a brand new hotline here for the show, 541-887-0274. 541-887-0274. If you missed last week's show, I'm going to kind of go over it here. That's our new hotline where you can call in and interact with the show. It gives you the ability to record a message, interact with us here. If you got questions, comments, any statements you'd like to make, things like that, call into that hotline, 541-887-0274. Leave us a message. You just might get played on a future episode here of the KS in an Underground Podcast. It's another way that you can interact with us here on the show. If you don't want to call in and leave a message there, you can always email me. It's info at KlamathSportsNetwork.com. Or if you're on Facebook or YouTube, go ahead and leave us a comment there. We'll be checking those out as well. Today's episode is brought to you by the members of the Klamath Sports Network family, the KS Insiders. I'm going to have more on them here in just a moment, but I do want to give a special shout out to them. They are the ones that help make this show possible. Now, I started off the show talking about the snow. I have to say, I'm born and raised here. I've got to know the snow. It's part of life. I love all four seasons. I love the snow. I love the drive in it. I don't necessarily love the other guys that drive in it. I love to play in it, such as like going tubing up at Diamond Lake or, or Mount Shasta. Those are some cool things to do. I'm not a skier or a boarder, but I do like to get out and play in the snow. I love to watch it fall with a nice hot beverage in my hand looking out the window. What about you? Are you a snow lover? Are you a snowbird? Do you do you you go running to it? Do you run away from it? What are you when it comes to snow? Are you a winter sports person? Do you like to ski? Do you like to board? Let us know. Give us a call at our hotline 541-887-0274. And maybe we'll be able to feature you next week here on the podcast. Also send me an email if that's not, if the uh, voicemail is not your thing, send me an email info at network.com. So this week, the OSAA finalized their reclassification plan for the 2022-23 season. Uh, it's going to affect Basin Sports a little bit. And there's uh, changes at the 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A level that's all going to affect the Basin Sports. Uh, who plays who and who's in and who's out. Let's take a quick look at that. There's going to be more information that comes along. Uh, we have a story and an article that breaks this down in more detail on KlamathSports.net. You can check that out for further information. But from the 30,000-foot level, there's some changes. In the 4A, which is the Skyline Conference here in our area, North Valley, the North Valley Knights, they're out. They're out of the 4A. They're moving to the 3A. They are going to join the Far West League. We're going to talk about that league in just a moment. So that means that with North Valley out, we're down to a five team conference in the skyline. When we look at some of these other leagues, there's like 13 teams in the 1A, in, in the 1A conference. We're going to be looking at that in a moment, but there's only going to be five teams in the 4A skyline. That'll include Henley, Hidden Valley, Klamath Union, Mazama, and Phoenix. Now, there's an interesting thing here to Phoenix. Phoenix requested to move down to the 3A in this reclassification. With those fires that hit, the Almeda fire that hit, it it really devastated the towns of Phoenix and Talent, which is the population base for Phoenix High School. And a lot of those folks, you know, they lost their home. They didn't come back. They moved away, you know, as they had to uh, evacuate the fire. They lost their homes. Many that still haven't rebuilt They may come back over time. The school may grow over time, but their population is actually within the 3A ranks. Unfortunately, the classification team for OSAA denied their request. They didn't say why they denied their request. I would venture to guess that the 3A in Southern Oregon is getting a bit crowded and the 4A would be very empty. That would be my guess. That would take us to four teams in the skyline instead of five which we currently have six. Again, that is my guess and my assumption. Uh, there was talk early on about moving some 5A schools down to the 4A, including Eagle Point and Ashland. They didn't do that as well. They decided to keep those schools at the 5A level. I'm actually kind of disappointed in that. I would have loved to seen Eagle Point and Ashland join in on the skyline. I think moving out North Valley, moving out Phoenix, and adding Eagle Point and Ashland would have been very beneficial to all Skyline teams uh, moving forward. Unfortunately, I wasn't on that committee, but I want to know what your opinion is. Do you like the reclassification of the Skyline Conference to now include Henley, Hidden Valley, KU, Mazama, and Phoenix? Let me know. Call into our hotline. Send me an email, info at KlamathSportsNetwork.com. Call us at 541-887-0274. I want to hear from you on the Skyline Conference. Now, in the 3A, the Far West Conference, as I mentioned, North Valley moves down, but Lakeview moves up. They move up from the 2A to the 3A, and that is our change. We'll no longer have a 2A school in Southern Oregon. With North Valley moving down, Lakeview moving up, that kind of really brings a lot of teams into the 3A. Uh, That'll now include Brookings Harbor, Cascade Christian, Coquille, Douglas, Glide, Lakeview, as I mentioned, North Valley. Rogue River, South Umpqua, St. Mary's, and Sutherland will now all be in the Far West Conference. With all these teams in here, as well as with the 1A, I'm going to mention it again in the 1A, with all these teams in these conferences, I wouldn't be surprised if we see an East or a West or a North and a South uh, division within these conferences because they are becoming so large. In the 1A, it will now have 13 teams as some things shift around, Lost River moving down to the 1A from the 2A, uh, they actually played in the 1A this fall uh, under an exemption as well. That'll now include Bonanza, Butte Falls, Cascades Academy, Central Christian, Cross Crosspoint Christian, Gilcrest, Lost River, North Lake, Paisley, Prospect, Rogue Valley Adventist, and Trinity Lutheran. These are schools that are in a south-central organizational area between Malin, where Lost River is. Then you got some schools in the the, the Bend area, including Trinity Lutheran. You got some Rogue Valley schools in there with Rogue Valley Adventist. And of course, our Klamath Falls schools as well. So the 1A is going to be interesting. Lots of schools in there. I would not be surprised if there was some sort of division in there as well. North and south, east and west. Just to help break that up, 13 teams is a lot of teams in a high school uh, league, especially when you compare it to the 4A, the Skyline, where we're only gonna have five teams in there now. Again, it's really interesting. I wanna know your thoughts here on the reclassification. Do you like this? Do you like that maybe your team moved up or moved down in a classification? Moving up, you might get into a little stiffer competition. Moving down, it might get a little softer. Also, these teams that are moving down to the 1A, they may be used to playing 11-man football. They're going to go to an eight-man front. That's going to be a big change for the personnel, the coaching, and whatnot over there for those schools. So what do you, what do you think? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Let me know. Info at com. Comment if you're on Facebook or YouTube. You can also call our hotline, 541-887-0274. Today's episode is brought to you by the KS Insiders. For as little as $5 per month, you can help support what we do here at Climate Sports Network. Computers, cameras, fuel, and time are not cheap. Your membership to the KS Insiders helps offset some of these costs, remaining after the help we receive from our sponsors. I am not rich, and sports coverage will not make me wealthy, but that is not why I am here. I'm here to tell the stories of our talented student-athletes. That's where I ask you to please become a KS Insider and help me tell these stories of these young adults. After all, they're your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, your neighbors, your community. Help me help tell these kids stories so they can get the coverage they deserve. Learn more about our program and sign up at KlamathSports.net and click on the yellow button that says become a KS Insider. If you wish to become a commercial sponsor, we have opportunities available for that as well. Send me an email at info at com, and I'd love to chat with you one-on-one about what we can do for you. We're going to take our first commercial break, when we come back, it's Talking Vikes with Coach Pinner. To thank our sponsor for this episode, you are KS Insiders. You might be asking, who is a KS Insider? A KS Insider is a financial supporter of Klamath Sports Network. I can hear you now. Ah, he wants money. Before you tune me out, listen to this KS Insider is a way for fans to support what is done here on Klamath Sports Network because without your support, content and shows like KSN Underground would not exist. Anyone can be a KS Insider, especially if you love high school athletics. Parents and family of players? Check fans of a school or program, check fans of what we do here at Klamath Sports Network. Check. People with a pulse. Check. I invite you to help by pledging as little as $5 per month. Every little bit helps keep me caffeinated and fuel in the tank to cover those road games. For more information, visit KlamathSports.net and click on the yellow button at the top of the page that says Become a KS Insider. Our program is managed via the Patreon platform. There is no obligation for you to sign up. You can cancel at any time. Pledges start at $5 per month. Content like this cannot be made without support from people like you. Thank you. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the KSN Underground podcast. I appreciate you listening on a snowy day here in December. I want to remind you that this show is as interactive as a podcast can be. Email me, call our hotline, 541-887-0274. I want to hear what you have to say about our content. I want to hear what you have to say. If you've got questions or want to hear from somebody specific here on the show as an interview, uh, if there's a student athlete in your life that needs some recognition, they've done some awesome stuff, Send me some information. Let me know. If you've got questions, comments, whatever, feedback, I want to hear it. Call our hotline. Send me an email. Comment. You know how to do it. Right now, it's time for Talking bikes. We're going to chat with Coach Matt Penrod. He is the head coach for Mazama Wrestling. Uh, we're going to chat about how the team's doing, how wrestling works from a novice perspective, and what's coming up in the next few weeks. Coach Penrod, thanks for being on the show today. Of course. I'm happy to be here. So you are the uh, wrestling coach for Mazama High School. Uh, how long have you been a wrestling coach?
1: This is my 10th year at Mazama. Ten at Mazama. Have you coached before? Um, I coached at South Salem High School as an assistant for a year after college and then came down to Klamath Falls. 10 years at Mazama doing wrestling. You've probably seen a lot of stuff in those 10 years, haven't you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, starting to, to see the things repeat, you know, learning lessons and actually having those lessons pay off later down the road. What would you say has been your favorite part, Coach, in wrestling? Um, I think you get to really see kids grow and develop in wrestling um, because they're all on their own. They're they're not out there with maybe the stud athlete that's carrying the team. When you're wrestling, you're all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you really get to see kids go from freshmen that might be scared of doing it um, to confident seniors. Um, I actually have had several parents in the last seasons um, come up and just – say thanks for, for getting them out for wrestling because it has helped change them as young men and that's that's fun.
0: Now you alluded to it a little bit there. Wrestling is a little different than the rest of the sports there where it's not a team of players doing, you know, basketball or football. It is a group of individuals, kind of like track, right? Where you're individuals at different classifications, which are by weight class, right? Yes. And then you do have a team total, so that there is a, a team victory aspect to it as well. But it really is on an individual level, isn't it?
1: Yeah, the the matches themselves are all individual. Nobody's out there helping you. Um, we do emphasize the team heavily because both in dual meets and in tournaments, um, you win or lose as a team. But at the same time, you can be an individual champion in a tournament, even if there's nobody else on your team. So we, we emphasize the team aspect a lot because they're helping each other train. Um, you need your your partners in practice to make you better. But when it comes down to it, you're out there by yourself. We're going to be talking more about your team here in a few minutes. You've got a couple meets in already. I, w- I would expect you
0: kind of see a pattern with your young men by now at this point with practice and these meets. But I wanted to ask you a couple more questions is, so what is game day like for you? What is meet day like for you?
1: It usually starts pretty early. Uh, most of our tournaments are on the weekends and most of them are not in Klamath Falls. So uh, oftentimes we're up at 4, 4.35 in the morning to uh, travel. Um, weigh-ins. Are generally seven or eight in the morning, where the the athletes have to make their weight class, um, and then we usually have about a couple hours to rehydrate, eat, um, get warmed up, and then the the wrestling starts. And those days are are long, um, so we try and get a warm up in there with the whole team, but then the wrestlers will be doing some of their own warm ups throughout the day as they prepare for their weight class to to go out on the mat. Uh, early morning
0: travels. Do you travel with
1: the team on the bus?
0: Yes. So looking back over your your coaching career here, what would you say has been the hardest thing to coach wrestling?
1: I guess the, the hardest part is getting kids to understand that they have to get out on the mat and win or lose, wrestle as many matches as possible to learn. Um, a lot of times kids are apprehensive about losing. They don't want to lose in front of their friends or their teammates. Um, but you have to in wrestling. A lot of times, you can go through a whole season without a win when you're starting out, and then you start to get better. And that's the hardest thing to to help kids through that process because it's difficult. Nobody wants to lose, and wrestling's a very tough sport to pick up quickly.
0: And I would assume that if it would be easier to learn your mistakes from a loss than it would be in a win, right?
1: Often, yeah, you'll see kids they'll they'll pin a kid quickly in the first round and. Of course, we're excited about it. That's a fun thing to see. But a lot of times a, a six-minute match where you might lose by a point or you make a mistake and give up uh, some points at the end um, to lose is where they're going to grow more. You're also going to see your conditioning, whether it's whether it's at the level it needs to be for the end of the year. If you finish all your matches in the first round, when you get to that tough match, you may not have uh, what you need in the third round. So for some
0: of the inexperienced people out there, and I'll be honest, I'm one of them. What is what is a match like when, when you're watching two guys out there on a mat? Take me through a full match and from start to
1: a victor. Uh, any match, whether it's a dual meet or at a tournament, it's going to be two guys matched up uh, by weight. They will go out, the ref, uh, they shake hands, uh, quickly gets the action going. They start on their feet. Um, And at that point, one is trying to take down the other. Once they take them down to the mat, get control. Now you open up the possibility of turning them to their back. Um, And if you turn them to your back, you can get two or three near fall points and eventually pin them to end the match. Or the match can continue. Bottom wrestler can escape or reverse to also score points. Um, If they make it through two minutes, then the referee will flip a coin One wrestler will get to choose the position that the next round starts. So they can either defer and give the other guy the choice and save it for the third round, or they can go top, bottom, or neutral position where they start both on their feet again. And that's going to be based on strategy. Oftentimes, bottom is the easiest place to score from because all you have to do is get away, but it may not be the best position for your wrestler. They'll wrestle those two minutes again. If no one has been pinned yet or no one is up by 15 points, they'll wrestle a third round, um, and the other wrestler gets to choose how they start, and they'll continue the same process. There is an overtime uh, process to go through if they're tied at the end of it, uh, which has several rounds, uh, shorter rounds to decide a winner. There cannot be a tie in a wrestling match, so it will end with a sudden death period at the end. Thank you for explaining that, because
0: I know like maybe some of our listeners that are, are listening here today, it, I am a novice when it comes to wrestling, and I'll admit that uh, learning a lot of things as we go along. So thank you, Coach, for explaining that for us. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your team. Uh, before we got started here, you told me you have 39 young men wrestling on your team. Uh, do you have any young ladies wrestling on your team as well? That's a big up-and-coming thing in wrestling right now.
1: Um, This year, we have a a couple of girls at the school that are interested, working on some issues to get themselves out on the mat. But right now, um, no ladies on the team yet. I know in the basin, there are several females wrestling. We had them over at our novice tournament the other day. Um, It's good to see because it's very good for the sport. We we need the numbers of young men to wrestle, but what is going to keep wrestling um, in the national spotlight and keep wrestling growing as a sport is the female population becoming involved. Now,
0: talking a bit about the female wrestling kind of thing, and again, this is a novice question here coming out. Is it females
1: versus females? Is it females versus males? How does that work on the mat? Um, it's actually both. Females have the choice of wrestling against males or not. There are uh, women only tournaments, um, and there is a women only regionals, which is all classifications, two separate regionals instead of for the men, which is each classification has its own regionals, um, and then a all classification state tournament for the women. Um, and it, when they get to the state tournament, they have to decide if they qualify for the men's and the women's, they have to decide which one they'll compete in.
0: So your team, you got two meets in, you had a, you had one over in Hidden Valley and you just recently had one at Culver High School. Uh, talk a little bit about those.
1: How did the team do at those meets? We've had a successful start to the season. Hidden Valley is a, a smaller meet, um, tough wrestling, but also an opportunity to get as many guys as we have ready to go mat time. Um, There's going to be a good mix of veteran and novice wrestlers there. We finished second to Eagle Point, which is a a tough power from over the hill, but had four champions at at Hidden Valley, which was a good showing. Um, Another finalist and several other placers Um, and just a lot of good first year wrestlers getting wins and other things. Culver is a different um, animal altogether. Culver is an absolute powerhouse wrestling school, 2A, but they've won somewhere in the range of 10 or 12 state titles in the last 15 years. And always, always full of tough wrestlers, about 25 teams over there. And we finished sixth, three finalists, one champion, um, seven total placers. And again, a lot of guys getting good mat time. And all of our early season events, that's what we're looking for. There's two tournaments that matter, I tell the kids all the time, the regional tournament and the state tournament. Everything else is practice for that, and we're getting good practice in. You've actually got a couple of big ones. You talk about Culver being a huge tournament, a big tournament.
0: You've also got a couple more coming up. Uh, Reno is one of your big ones. And, And talk about the other
1: one. I believe it's Grants Pass. Uh, Grants Pass will have actually somewhere around 40 schools. Um, A lot of 4A, 5A, 6A, as well as some California and Nevada schools come up to that. Um, And that has a full varsity and a full JV bracket. So we'll split the team. Our more veteran wrestlers, probably 10 or 12 of them will wrestle in the varsity and the rest will be in those JV brackets. And again, great opportunity to get matches, see what you need to work on. Um, You're not going to learn where your weaknesses are unless you face an opponent that forces you to show them. Um, Reno, on the other hand, we will only take our varsity team to because it's about an 85-team tournament Um, two days down in Reno. It's always been a very successful event for us where we get lots of mat time. Only ever had one placer. Um, one, One student athlete, Josh Hammers, placed down there a few years ago. Always looking to get some kids some success there. 80 teams, it seems like an awful large tournament. What's the difference between,
0: say, Hidden Valley, where you had a handful of schools versus going to Reno, where you said you might have 80 schools?
1: Well, definitely you want to watch which kids you're you're entering into that tournament because I don't want to turn kids off to wrestling by putting them up against someone that is above their level. Um, so we have to be careful about which kids are going to actually compete there, whereas Hidden Valley, we put everybody in and we can reasonably uh, – find a a good match for him somewhere in the tournament Um, down there in in reno you're going to see california state placers uh, which is a a much different process than in oregon very tough wrestling you know division one quality recruits uh, 60 to 80 kids in each bracket you might win as many matches as you want at hidden valley and not even come close to placing Um, so that's it's a very different beast so 80 kids in a bracket, that's
0: going to take some time and that's per weight class too, right? Yes. So that's going to take some time over two
1: days. I would imagine that's also multiple venues as well, or how does that work? Um, they used to do it in the Livestock Events Center down there in Reno with about 16 mats. They've now moved it to the Convention Center, which is right next to the strip of hotels downtown, uh, which is going to make it a much easier event to logistics-wise, uh, but it's all in one place. Um, they, they roll out those mats. I think they may have less, maybe 12 um, at the convention center, but it's all day wrestling. You weigh in early and you wrestle till it gets pretty late at night. That's going to be one heck of an event I can imagine, both as a participant and as well as a spectator. It's fun to watch. Um, Hopefully uh, we can get some parents and and fans down there to watch because even um, if you don't have a dog in the fight, um, there's a lot of good wrestling that goes on.
0: Uh, Coach Let's look back at your team here a little bit more. We're going to go get the results here from your uh, two meets that you posted on your Facebook page. We'll shout out to your Facebook page for keeping us all updated there. Trace Horton was the 130. We're going to go to Hidden Valley. Trace Horton, 138 champion. Tanner Wood, 145 champion. Savian Burke, 152 champion. Uh, Tyson Van Gastel, 195 champion. If you're a football fan, you recognize those names. And we flip over to Culver, Zeke Heaton, 195 champion. Uh, Savian was a 152 runner-up. Tyson, 195 runner-up. A lot of the football players play, don't they?
1: Yeah, uh, a good chunk of our team, which is both good and bad. You know, I I love uh, coaching the athletes during football season and then uh, bringing them into the wrestling room. They fit very well together as sports. They are hard-nosed sports where you got to be tough to to compete. Uh, But when you are having the success in football, it does come into the beginning of wrestling season. So we're just getting a few of those football guys really where they need to go. Some of our best wrestlers uh, were in the – State playoffs, uh, deep run, fun run, um, and they they missed a couple weeks of practice because of it. Not a big deal when you get to the end of the season because it's a long season, but it does mean they have to do a little bit more work to get in shape as we move forward. But looking at your team, who who are your captains this year? Do you have captains in wrestling? We do have captains. Um, usually the captains uh, lead warm-ups, but they also go out before dual meets. Um, our captains are Savian Burke, Tanner Wood, and Trace Horton. So, again, three football players, uh, two seniors and a junior. Um, And we vote on a team as those. uh, They're not chosen by the coaches. They're chosen by their teammates for what they do in practice and and the leaders that they want out there in front of them. Lots of stuff happening this year. You guys are – Looking at the schedule,
0: you're all over the place. Uh, For somebody who's local and wants to catch one of these meets, are you hosting any local
1: meets? Uh, When can somebody come out and watch watch your boys? A great one to come out uh, would be January 7th and 8th. We do our Novice High Desert Classic the night of January 7th, and then starting at 10 in the morning on January 8th is the Varsity High Desert Classic uh, where you can see every one of our wrestlers get get out there on the mat and see if we can't bring home a, a title for Klamath Falls.
0: Uh, We're about ready to wrap up here. We're talking with Coach Matt Penrod here on the show for Talking Vikes. Uh, It is wrestling season. He is our wrestling coach for Mazama High School. I want to thank you for being on the show here today. Is there anything else that
1: you'd like to add today, Coach? Uh, I'd just say um, if you've never been to see a wrestling meet, I know uh, it's not always uh, fan-centered, but we put on a good show. I'd love for anybody in Klamath to come out and watch. We do have several Um, championship and qualifying events at the end of January to also come out to at KU and at Henley. Um, There's going to be some good wrestling this year. Um, So come out and watch everybody in the basin compete. You mentioned that you do put on a good show and there's when you get to the finals and you
0: got one mat left in the in the gym and the spotlights overhead shining down and that's the only light turned on in the facility. For example, in Valhalla Court right there at Center Court. That's pretty special, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And it's really fun for the kids. Sometimes we like to bring the middle school kids out to watch that, to see what they're, they're going to be coming into. It, it is a special, uh, it's different than most events uh, basketball, you know, all the lights in the gym are on and there's a lot going on around the game. Um, but in wrestling, it puts all that focus on those two guys that are out on the mat at one time. Thanks coach for being on the show today. I appreciate it and good luck at your upcoming tournaments. Thanks for having
0: me. Thank you, Coach Penrod, for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us here on the KSN Underground Podcast. If you've got questions for Coach Penrod or anybody else that you'd like to hear from on Talking Vikes, send me an email, info at klamathsportsnetwork.com or call our hotline, 541-887-0274. After the break, it's the Gaucho Collective featured interview where we talk with Ella Bailey. Located at 11th and Main in downtown Klamath Falls, Gaucho Collective provides a fun and modern atmosphere for business owners and freelancers looking to grow their current presence or expand out of a home office. Gaucho are diverse including those from higher education internet and web development photography and marketing just to name a few gaucho collective engages entrepreneurs in ways that traditional offices cannot through an open concept with a variety of semi-private and private spaces to suit all your business and collaborative needs amenities include flexible workspace options fast and secure internet document printing kitchenette utilities conference room hot coffee and so much more great option for students looking to study off campus community collaboration co-working your new office is waiting at gaucho collective learn more and become a member at gauchocollective.com collective.com that's gaucho collective.com Welcome back to the KSN Underground Podcast. It's now time for our Gaucho Collective featured interview. Today, I have the privilege of talking with Ella Bailey, junior captain of the Mazama Girls basketball team. She also plays softball and volleyball. We're going to be talking a little bit about that. She's also going to tell you how she got started in sports. Spoiler alert, she's been playing for a long time. Ella's been playing sports since five years old. Here's my interview with Ella Bailey. Ella, thanks for being on the show today.
2: Thanks for having me. A
0: lot of cool accolades here. We were just talking before coming on here. You uh, got a lot of stuff going on. You are three-sport athlete, basketball, volleyball, softball, and we'll talk volleyball and basketball here in just a minute. You had a heck of a game last weekend. I want to get to that. Thanks. Uh, A lot of cool stuff. Uh, Basketball, first team, all-conference, all-defense last year. Volleyball, honorable, all-conference, as well as the defense team, softball last year. Your first team, all-conference, and second team, all-state. Sports is your life, isn't it?
2: It is my life. (laughs) So, Ella,
0: let's talk basketball this past weekend. Your ladies, uh, your team went one and one over the weekend. You played at Crater, a very hot team, very fast-paced team over there with the Comets. Uh, uh, Didn't come away with the win there, but I think it set you up really well for Saturday. Saturday, you guys won 50 to 15, and you had 28 of those 50 points yourself. You played in a very aggressive style yourself. What was the difference between Friday and Saturday?
2: I think on Saturday, I was more calm on Friday. I think all of us were very panicked and we played really good defense on Saturday. I think all around, we were just, our heads were more in the game and we were a lot more focused.
0: Yeah. With 15 points for the opposition on, on Eagle Point, a 5A school, you definitely, your, your, your whole team's defense was stepping up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What's going through your mind game time when you have a game like that, your biggest game uh, this season so far? Is that, a, is that a career game for you as well?
2: I'm not sure. It might've been KU last year at KU. That might've been 29, but I'm not sure. I think, I think this is it.
0: Congratulations either way. So what's going through your mind? Uh, you're obviously, you're, you're in the game. You're focused on the game. You're probably not thinking, oh, I've made the last seven in a row. What's going through your mind while you're playing?
2: Um, get back on D. Definitely get back on defense. That's one of Joy's big things is to get back on defense. And on the offensive side, just the ball movement and running our plays, ball movement, passing the ball around, not getting lazy especially on defense, not getting lazy.
0: And a lot of your points came on turnovers, playing very aggressive. You still had a couple of steals in there as well. If you're listening here to the podcast and didn't catch that game, that's a fantastic game. It's, it, you, you missed a, a wonderful game. Now it is pretty early in the season. We're only, what, five games in mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, the girls are three and two. You, you have had very tough losses against Crater, and then you had one at that Arcana yeah, tournament too, against didn't you? Fortuna. Yeah, tell me about that game.
2: Um, I think that was our very first game. So I think if we replayed that game right now, I think we would win. They've also been playing for a month before we started playing. That game, we were just all nervous. First game, we were all freaked out, kind of nervous, but it was fine.
0: A couple of different rule changes down there.
2: Yeah. The shot clock.
0: The shot clock. I'm going to ask you about that. Uh, Last week, it was one of our our topics Mm -hmm. of the week was the shot clock. What's your thoughts? Do you
2: enjoy playing with the shot clock? I personally, I do not like the shot clock. For us, in, when we were in California, I, we caught ourselves kind of panicked or like, oh my gosh, the shot clock, it's going to go off. Or we'd get confused, like if it'd go off, like, like you don't stop, like you still go. And we'd like stop because it's really loud when it goes off. It's kind of slowed us down a little bit. And then we got kind of a little panicked.
0: Yeah, there's definitely an adjustment for not your entire career. I would assume you've never played with a shot clock. The
2: only time I've played was in Cal- when we go to California every year.
0: Big, big, different, big adjustment there as well. Uh, Let's talk volleyball for just a second. Your team this year was absolutely phenomenal. You went where uh, no Vikings volleyball team has ever gone, and that's a conference championship. Tell me about that. What was that like to earn that with uh, your fellow teammates?
2: It was kind of like a sigh of relief, just because in the past we've always been looked at as a team that's not very good, and we have really bad history, but this year we just came together as a team and finally showed everyone what we're actually capable of.
0: Yeah, in conference, you guys were absolutely unstoppable. Yeah, uh, your only losses were in pool play mm-hmm. for that for the most part. Then there was, of course, that you get to the playoffs, and for every team but one, it's all going to end hard. You yeah, know, you're going to have a loss. It's very tough, and then your season comes to an abrupt end. Yours exited a little quicker than you you probably had hoped for but you had Philomath at home. Take me through that game.
2: I, that, I, we did not play a bad game. I just think part of it was we we're in such a weak conference that it was kind of hard to adjust from playing weaker teams to going straight to playing Philomath, which is from a conference that had three of the top four teams. So they were just good, good conference. Even though they were ranked low, they weren't a bad team. They just happened to be with sisters in the really high teams in their conference.
0: Yeah, they come from a, a conference of just absolute superstars yeah. when it comes to volleyball. So looking back, you've had some time to settle on that. I know it, it probably hit you really, really hard. Yeah. Looking back at volleyball season, what's your biggest takeaways on, on that?
2: I think my biggest takeaway was the friendships. I think I thought our team was very close. We would all hang out and when we go to our tournaments. So it was super fun. And I think we kind of set this like set where we're gonna be at next year.
0: Next year is uh, it's got a lot of potential, doesn't it?
2: Yes, we oh, had a wow. strong JV team this year.
0: You did. Uh, I can't wait to see how that's going to turn out for you, mm-hmm. ladies out there. It's going to be awesome. Now, but we before we get there, we got to go through basketball season, and then we also have spring sports. You're yep. a softball star out there as well. How long have you been participating in athletics? We 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 talked about all your accolades here the last couple of years. To get there, you've had to play quite a while, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I started softball and basketball when I was really little, probably like five. I didn't start volleyball until my eighth grade year.
0: Which one do you think you like the most?
2: Definitely basketball. Basketball? <laughs> yes.
0: What is it about basketball you enjoy?
2: I don't, just, I don't know. Basketball, it's just fun and I don't get tired of it. Like I don't get tired of it at all. Like I'm always wanting to go to practice and I'm always excited for practice and I'm always excited for the season.
0: There's something to be said about that. What is the phrase? Uh, doesn't Work never feels like work if you enjoy it, mm-hmm. right? So practice doesn't feel like practice, I would assume because you enjoy it. Somewhere.
2: Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. <laughs> What is
0: the transitions like from you for you from season to season? Volleyball to basketball. I would imagine is you enjoy basketball, so you're excited about that. Let's go to say basketball to softball. What's that transition like for you?
2: Um, softball's a lot different. I don't know. It's it's fun. Like, I don't know. It's our softball team is the same as our basketball team, really. We have me, Kennedy, Gracie, Addy. So we kind of just are little part of our team just moving to the next sport.
0: It all stay together. Yeah. You're a junior this year. Mm -hmm. You've got some time to think about what you want to do after high school. Still, you don't have any commitments made yet, I'm sure. Mm -mm. Do you know what you would like to do after high school yet? Basketball. You want to play some collegiate level ball? Yes. Do you have a school in mind?
2: I don't have a school in mind.
0: Do you watch certain schools? Are you a fan of certain places?
2: I'm not really a fan of certain places. I really want to go to school in California. That's definitely like top. Mm -hmm. Go to California. But we'll just see what happens.
0: You still want to keep playing. Yes. So that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's open for where you want to play. Yes.
2: I always thought going to UC Santa Cruz would be cool. They're D3. I really like Santa Cruz and I go there every year.
0: It's a pretty cool area. It is. Where you go is just as important as the place, the school yeah. itself. Santa Cruz is a place you like to go to?
2: Yeah. And academics is also a big thing for me. So I definitely want to go somewhere that has a good academic program. And Santa Cruz has a chemistry program. And when I went there last summer, we like, toured the campus. And I actually really like the campus too.
0: How awesome. Now, do you have a career path that you're looking at?
2: I would definitely want to go in the medical field, but I'm not sure what exactly. Something in the medical field.
0: Are you participating in the, the was it the HOSA stuff? Yes, at I school? am in
2: HOSA. That's, HOSA's fun. And when we go to state, it's really fun. And it's something to do. That's something to do after school. And like the socials are fun.
0: And we're talking with Ella Bailey. She's captain of the Mazama Vikings basketball varsity squad. Ella, this is the point in the interview where we like to talk to our, our guests and ask them our rapid fire questions here on the Gaucha Collective featured interview. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Yes. All right. Is it ducks or beavers for you? Ducks. What about, what about pro teams? Who's your favorite professional team?
2: Ooh, probably the Warriors.
0: So you Steph Curry? Yeah, yet? Steph Curry. <laughs> so that was going to be my next question. Your favorite professional athlete. Does Steph come to the top of the list? Yes. What is it about him you like?
2: Um, he's not very, uh, kind he's of, not, he's not the tallest person in the NBA, but he makes it work. Mm-hmm. And he's fast and he drives the basket a lot.
0: He's definitely got the talent, doesn't he? He does have the talent. Uh, who do you admire?
2: Um, I look up probably to my sister in high school. She always tried her best because she played softball and basketball in high school. Mm-hmm. She always persevered. I just look up to her.
0: What's, what's she doing now?
2: She's a first grade teacher at Shasta.
0: Well, shout out to your sister there for being a first grade teacher. That's a tough job right there. What would you say is your most disliked food? Vegetables. Just vegetables in just general? Just
2: vegetables. Any particular one? Broccoli.
0: I would agree with that. <laughs> I'm not a fan of broccoli. What do you like to do outside of sports?
2: Um, I don't know. I like to snowboard. Snowboarding is fun.
0: And you're getting right into that season. Yep. What's your favorite resort or, or mountain you like to go to? I
2: like Bachelor, but I also like Shasta, a little closer.
0: Both of them are pretty pretty good places.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Bachelor's probably a little nicer. Yes, it is. <laughs> Disneyland or Six Flags? What, what would
2: Disneyland? I just <sighs> Six Flags is more roller coasters, mm-hmm. and I kind of like the sit down rides and just
0: so more of the experience and the thrill. I yeah. Think. I can agree with that one. As a child, let's think way back when, when you said you started playing ball when you're like five years old, when you're that five-year-old Ella, what did you want to be when you grew up?
2: Oh, I wanted to be in the NBA. I was a girl though, so, but I definitely thought I was a superstar. (laughs) You never know. Yeah. (laughs) You,
0: you You never know. Don't give up on that dream. Would you say you're a chocolate or vanilla fan? Chocolate. And last question here, who is your biggest fan?
2: My biggest fan?
0: Your biggest fan.
2: Probably my mom. She's very supportive.
0: What would you say to your mom right now?
2: Mm, thank you for all the opportunities she's giving me.
0: Moms are pretty special, aren't they? Yes. Well, thanks, Ella's mom. I'm pretty sure you're probably listening into the podcast here today. <laughs> I want to thank you, Ella, for being on the show here today. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about before we wrap up? Nope. All right. Well, thank you for being on.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: That was Ella Bailey on the Gaucher Collective featured interview. Thank you, Ella, for coming on the show and chatting about your sports life, how you got here, and where you want to go. If you've got a guest that you'd like to see interviewed on the show, send me an email, info at climate sports We're not done just yet. Coming up next, we're taking a look at the skyline conference in basketball, as well as previewing some events happening in wrestling and swimming this weekend. We'll be right back. Need some extra spending money? Want to be active and stay connected to the games you love? Become an athletic official. It's easy. Visit www.newofficials.org. With the recent decline of a number of officials, we need you now. It is your opportunity to give back to the Oregon high school sports community. Be part of the OSAA's statewide sportsmanship initiative. Don't delay. Become an official today. www.newofficials.org. Welcome back to the KSN Underground podcast. We're going to take a look here around the Skyline Conference in basketball. We're going to run down the, the standings here real quick for both the boys and the girls' basketball teams. Starting on the boys' side of things, Henley is at the top with an overall win-loss record of 4-2, and two, followed by Klamath Union and Phoenix tied at 3-1. and one. Mazoma takes the four spot at a 2-4 and four record. Hidden Valley, 1-4, and four, and North Valley on the floor. Without a win yet, they are 0-4 on the season. The girls' Skyline Conference basketball standings at the top, it's tied between Klamath Union and North Valley, both 3-1. Hidden Valley and Henley, as well as Mazama, are tied for the three spot at 3-2, and, and Phoenix is at 3-4. Much closer in the standings are the girls' each with three wins on the season, uh, a variety of losses depending on how many games they have played. Looking back this week, the Henley girls lost to Wairika on Tuesday, 50-56, to but the boys defeated Wairika in overtime, 65-60, to in what was a fantastic game over the hill in California. Next, the girls will face Malala at home on the 18th, where the boys will see Ridgeview on the road December 22nd. Sadly, both the Klamath Union boys and girls games against St. Mary's last Tuesday were canceled due to weather. It's unclear as to whether that game will be made up, but next, they're both scheduled to face Ontario on Friday and Baker on Saturday. The Mazama boys dropped two games this weekend, one at home against Crater and the other on the road versus Eagle Point. The Mazama girls split as we talked with Ella Bailey. They split losing at Crater, a very high power and potent offense over there at Crater, but they did rebound and defeat Eagle Point at home big time, 50 to 17. Outside of basketball, swimming has their first meet this week. Henley Mazama and Klamath Union will all be at the Ella Redkey pool for the KU relay meet Saturday, December 18th, beginning at 11 a.m. Be sure to bundle up because as you know, the Ella Redkey is an outdoor pool that is geothermally heated So they will be warm while they're swimming out there, but it will be chilly when they get out of the pool and it will be chilly for any of the spectators out there this Saturday. So be sure to bundle up if you're heading out there. I'm hoping to be out there to capture a few photos of those swimmers this Saturday afternoon. Henley, Mazama and Klamath Union will join 33 additional teams in Grants Pass for the winter kickoff this weekend that starts Friday the 17th and continues till the 18th on saturday gonna be some big matches over there for the local wrestlers good luck to all the athletes this week it's going to be a busy weekend for sports in the Bay base <music> thanks for taking time and listening into the show today we had a great conversation with Coach Penrod, as well as Ella Bailey, talking Skyline basketball, swimming, and wrestling this weekend. It's going to be a very busy weekend ahead. I want to give special thanks to you for listening to the episode through the KSN Underground podcast. There would be no podcast if it wasn't for you guys listening, so thank you for doing that. I want to thank our guests for being on the show. That was Coach Penrod for, on our and Vikes segment, as well as our featured interview with Ella Bailey. You can find us all over the place, ksnunderground.com. You can find all of our history of podcasts right there. This is our 15th episode so far. You can also listen on your favorite podcast app, including Apple and Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. You can watch on YouTube as well as Facebook. And I encourage you to please like, comment, and share wherever you are listening to this podcast. It's interactive. If you would like to participate, or give us feedback here on the show as to you like it, you don't like it, who you'd like to hear from, who you don't want to hear from. Email me info at Klamathsportsnetwork.com or call into our hotline for a chance to be on a future episode of the KSN underground podcast at 541-887-0274. On behalf of my guest coach, Matt Penrod and Ella Bailey, I am Brian Gailey, and we will see you at the game.
2: Show your love. Head over now to Facebook and drop a like. Want to
0: see some more of us? Head over and meet us on Instagram.
2: This has been the KSN
0: Underground Podcast with Brian Gailey. The podcast is a production
2: of Clement Sports Network. Join the game at clementsports.net.